Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy, uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Jesse here again today in uh, Italy. Uh, giving another brief update uh, from an email that we sent out, again, to uh, serve our supporters and partners, uh, to help them to see how their prayers are being answered and being used, uh, to help them be a part of the process here of church planting in Italy, and um, to inform of new ways that they can either partner through prayer, through giving, or by coming and getting involved personally uh, here on the field. So this update today is titled Harvest. And I would love to say we're titling it Harvest because we saw 10, 15, 20 people get saved and there's a big harvest. Uh, but unfortunately, that is not our reality today. And uh, that happens on rare occasions here in the barren land of Italy. Uh, but harvest is an important concept that we need to understand. And uh, we'll look at that a little bit today in this update, some harvest and how we as missionaries here in Italy in the barren land of Italy remind ourselves about uh, what we do. We're in a process and harvest is one part of that process, uh, which comes after other things also uh, happening. So we'll look at that for uh, a couple minutes, just uh, cover that idea a little bit and share some things that we have. We'll do a brief exhortation from 2 Timothy 3.16. Uh, remind everybody, share about new ways or ways that people can get involved here on the mission field in Italy. And uh, we'll also look at a couple new prayer requests, ways that you can continue to pray for us now that it is uh, actually summertime here in Italy. In Italy, when summertime hits, everything changes. It's a totally Italy in the summer is drastically different than Italy uh, any other season of the year. Everybody's just out and about. The days are longer. Scooters are flying by. Bikes in the north here in Italy, biking is very, very common, not just for recreation, but everyday life. People are on bikes. 80, 90-year-old women are on riding bikes kids riding bikes, everybody on bikes getting around. Uh, the atmosphere is totally different, and that means it's also an ideal time for evangelism and being out among the people, and we need to take advantage of that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let me jump into it here, and uh, we'll look at just this Bible verse uh, for today, two Bible verses actually, and uh, a couple words on it just to remind us uh, of the importance of uh, knowing Scripture and uh, being grounded in, in His Word. And these are words we read from the Apostle Paul to Timothy. Again, it's not to you, it's, it's to Timothy. It was a specific situation, a specific time, uh, uh, and a call that Timothy had to fulfill. But here is uh, a very important principle that we all need to grab our hand, uh, take hold of, understand about uh, regarding Scripture. Uh, too often today, Scripture is not seen as infallible, it's not seen as inerrant. And uh, it's taken as just a, it's an idea, yeah, we can add to whatever we think, and we all take our own concept of who God is and, and what Christianity is, and uh, and uh, that can become very dangerous. We need to understand the importance of the Word of God and what it is and, and why we can trust it, how it is without error, how it is totally sufficient, absolutely clear. Everything God wants us to know is, is clearly laid out within there so we can have faith in Him, so we can trust in Him, so we can obey Him and do what He called us to do and be the people He made us to be as He regenerated us through the work of His Holy Spirit. Uh, so this verse here is important, and I'm going to read it for us and just leave a couple comments. Paul says this to Timothy, All Scripture is breathed out by God, and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. 
all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. To be fruitful in the Lord's kingdom, it is essential, not only that we know God's word, because apart from his revealed word, we cannot be saved, but we must also remain in his word day in and day out. Uh, so we're reminded from Romans 10 that uh, how can they believe unless somebody tells them, if somebody preaches the gospel to them? And the truth is, you can't believe. Uh, Romans 1 reminds us, 18, 19, 20, those verses, that all everybody on this planet knows there is a God. Uh, nature itself reveals the Creator. He's revealed in everything, all the little, all the order that there is to life, all the details, all the beauty of creation, all these different things all point us to God as uh Calvin from the past said, I think everything everything created screams out, made by God, or I belong to God, something to that effect. Uh, evidence is all around us of God's existence, uh, of our Creator. Uh, but it's not enough. We need to know the revealed will of God through Scripture. Uh, and only through Scripture and the preaching of the Gospel can one be saved and understand, okay, this God, He's that way. He's holy. Wow. I'm not. I'm definitely not holy. I have lots of sins plaguing me. And then only Scripture reveals the condition of man that all have gone astray. All have fallen short of the glory of God. And we are enemies of God, slaves to sin, dead in our sins. And we need to be born again to be saved. We need to repent, uh, trust in Jesus Christ who's offering us uh, in this time salvation. He's making it available. He died in our place. Who is Jesus? All these things get revealed to us through Scripture. And that's why it's so important to have the Word of God and to know it. We can't be saved without it. Uh, but more than that, we also need to, as disciples of Christ, once we come to salvation, we need to remain in His Word day in and day out. Uh, spiritual food for our souls. We need to be fed from His Word on a regular basis. And this is one of the big issues here in Italy when uh, when people would say, oh, I think they're all Christians already, aren't they? I mean, the, the Roman Catholic Church is there. They're all Catholic. For sure, they're all Christians, some people would say. And one of my big arguments against that is, well, how good of a Christian can you be, honestly, if you have no idea what God's Word says? So one, the average person here, all the people here in Italy, do not know what the gospel is. 99% of the people have no idea what the actual gospel is. If you say the word gospel, the only thing that comes to mind for them is that's a book inside the church, right? If I went into a church, what I understand to be a church, if I went in there, I would find a book called The Gospel. That's the gospel, right? They don't understand it's a message. They don't understand it's a news. They don't understand it's the way of salvation. <clears throat> so they're not saved. And even if they were, the fact that they don't read the Bible, they're told even not to open it and read it because they can't interpret it properly, they don't read the Bible. How well of a Christian, even if you are saved, how good of a Christian could you possibly be if you're not being fed the Word of God. It's food for the soul. It's light on our path. It instructs us of uh, what to do and who we are and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so much more. So much more. I don't want to overextend myself here and say more than I can handle at the time. There's, there's too many other things we need to talk about today. But in any case, we need to be in His Word. And, and, and Paul to Timothy here, he reminds him of that. And it reminds us of that today as well. God's Word is sufficient. Uh, it, it lacks none of the nutrients essential to godliness. Uh, it nourishes our souls that we may continually be equipped for every good work and then also bear fruit. We're called to bear fruit. Uh, 
And, and that's important for us to understand the sufficiency of God's word. It really is sufficient. It really is lacking nothing. Often, we got to be honest, we can be lazy as, as, as Christians, as disciples. And rather than do the, the hard work of getting into scripture daily, disciplining ourselves, reading it, uh, and then and not just reading it, but also having time for studying the word of God, we want quick fixes. In America, we like fast food. We like drive through. We like all that kind of stuff. And uh, we don't take adequate time to sit in his word and we don't we don't really believe it's sufficient so we look for quick fixes we look for special words or some kind of prophetic revelations or things like these and i would say that's nonsense we really need to be at the source in the word itself because it is sufficient the word is living and it's alive and it's powerful and effective and we need to be in it and we need to be studying it uh and stay there. Anything outside of Scripture being revealed by God, words from Him outside of Scripture, is uh, is not good. Not good at all. And uh, that can easily lead you astray from God's true will that is revealed in Scripture. Uh, so be in His Word. Time spent in His Word is never a loss of your time. And uh, let it be a daily priority and source of your life. A quick testimony here. I would just share this. I was challenged when I first became a missionary. Uh, my brother Sam, who uh, trained and equipped me for years and years and years, uh, one of the first things he, he trained me and, and challenged me to was to spend an hour in the Word of God every morning. And he said, uh, a good time is uh, when there's no distractions is 6 a.m. And 6 a.m. was a little early for me. Uh, but I, he said, if you can't do it, I'll call you. I'll come visit you. I'll come help you. And, and let's, let's get you set up. So I began, uh, I accepted this challenge and I began reading at 6 a.m. And the first uh, few days, first couple weeks, it was hard. It was a real challenge. But after a little bit of time, I realized this is the most precious time of my entire day. And I would fight whatever cost to make sure I had that time in the morning at 6 a.m. It became such a delight. I, could, I would want to spend the entire day there in the Word and in prayer. Uh, but without that time, I suffer. I really do. And I need it. That's the best time of the day. And it's become a habit for years and years and years now in all my life, I'm sure. By God's grace, I'll continue to maintain that 6 a.m. time, uh, at least an hour in the Word. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I would challenge you to, to do the same thing. Similar with like vegetables, for example, which we're going to talk about, strangely enough, uh, in, in a moment. Uh, vegetables require it's a you have to acquire the taste kind of like wine you have to acquire the taste uh, very true uh, too often we want the, the the little sweets the sweets the packaged goods the, the stuff that quickly um, satisfies the mouth but then actually leaves us no energy no real nutrition for longevity of life uh, even can be proven to cause cancer certain foods that that are given to us uh, whereas the the fruits the vegetables the natural things that maybe aren't quite as sweet but over time, if you begin eating them and realizing the benefit they have on you, the body, they become sweet to your taste, similar with the Word of God. The Word of God at times can do us harm. It can cut to the heart and reveal our wretchedness to us and, and show us how much of a failure and, and sinner we actually are. Uh, but after a while, it becomes sweet to us. We want to know where we're falling short. We want to know our sins. We want to have them exposed so we can repent of them and, and surrender them to Jesus Christ and be changed by Him and enabled by Him to live a more holy and consecrated life. And that can happen as we acquire the taste for His Word. And the same thing even as we speak of vegetables and things like that. So strange guy that I am, and I do have a thing for herbs and vegetables and things, and it's it's a bit odd of me, I know. But uh, here we actually, in this update titled Harvest, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we're doing this summer. Uh, we're doing a little experiment as a family, a little family hobby, get the little baby involved and everything. And uh, we have we purchased some what they call grow bags. I guess it's even common back in the states right now. It's not common here in Italy. We're like the new and wild people here in the neighborhood. People are really getting a kick out of this. But we have these little grow bags. They're cloth bags, uh, like three gallon bags, uh, something like that. 
I think that's the size. And we put, uh, you know, soil in there, compost, dirt, all that kind of stuff. And we planted a bunch of seeds earlier this year. And uh, then we transplanted and put them into these grow bags. And uh, what are we doing? We're growing some vegetables in these small black bags that we have. Uh, so rather than dig up the grass, which isn't ours because we're renting uh, the place that we're staying at, uh, rather than dig up the ground, we're, we decided let's use these bags and we can grow some stuff and it'll be fun. It'll be good for the family, good for everybody. Uh, are we producing enough uh, vegetables to live on? Absolutely not. Uh, but this is more of a hobby. And at the same time, it happens to provide some fresh produce, which absolutely is a, a wonderful blessing. And not just that, but it actually has some symbolic uh, understanding to it as well. So in the photo here on the update, you can actually see we have some radishes that we already harvested. We planted that we put a plant in the middle of the, the grow bag, and on the outside, we just made a bunch of little holes and dropped in seeds for the radishes, which we put into our salad. You cut them real thin and put them in the salads. Uh, and they popped up real quick. Four to five weeks is all it takes to grow those, and we already harvested all of those, basically. And uh, we also have zucchini. We have um, uh, cucumbers, which we harvested our first one yesterday. Delicious, absolutely fantastic. Zucchini, we already harvested about eight or nine. Uh, eggplants we have coming, uh, peppers, tomatoes, and we're really, really excited about this little summertime uh, activity that we have growing in the backyard. Uh, so more than that, though, cultivating small plants is something we would recommend all missionaries do uh, because it reminds us of the larger process of God's work that we are involved in. Uh, so it's a good reminder for us. It's a good image for us of what, what it is that we're doing. And here in Italy, you're laboring day in and day out. You can forget, what is the big picture? Uh, so it reminds us uh, that we're sowing. Uh, we sow the gospel seed. It reminds us that those gospel seeds need to be watered. They need to have light uh, shown upon them uh, to reveal things and make it more clear for them. Uh, we need to be patiently watching God alone cause the growth. Uh, we read that in First Corinthians as well. That one watered, the other uh, whatever, and then God alone caused the growth. And of course, it also reminds us of the end goal of harvesting. We're not just sowing and watering and all this kind of stuff just for just for the heck of it, just because it's fun or something. We do that because ultimately we want to harvest. I don't plant a tomato plant and just be satisfied with green leaves. No, I want the fruit. I want to bite my, sink my teeth into a nice juicy tomato. I want to, I want to put them radishes in my salad. I want, to, I want to have a real fresh, organic zucchini and big plump eggplants, which absolutely are delicious. And I never ate eggplants in all my life until I came to Italy. And now they're an everyday part of my diet. Love the eggplant. Delicious. But ultimately, all that is because we want to harvest. The harvest is the end goal of all cultivation. Yeah. Uh, so it's easy for us here in Italy to forget the big picture when we're laboring in the trenches. It really is. It's a, it's a tough, tough thing here in Italy. Barren, barren land. Barren. And not just barren. Rocky. Bad soil. Everything. It's, they call it the graveyard of mission fields, uh, Italy. Uh, so it's good for us to be reminded we're in a process. We're involved in something bigger. Uh, in missionary church planning, it looks like this. We're sowing the gospel. We're evangelizing. We're harvesting, making disciples, gathering them together into a church body, laying a foundation for the church, which it can grow upon. Uh, and, and then we're training elders to oversee and lead the church after we depart. In a nutshell, that's what missionary church planning is. It's a lot of labor. All of it is labor, uh, but there's a definite end goal. Uh, the end goal is not even us to oversee the church and lead it, but to get out of the church, uh, to see native Italian men trained and equipped and then overseeing and guiding the church body for years and years and years to come as they continue to make more disciples and continue to reach out and multiply. Uh, so all these elements uh, that I mentioned here in regards to church planning, just like farming, they require 
hard work and dedication. We all love the harvest, and that's normal. That's right. We would be crazy if we didn't love the harvest. That's what it's all about. But we will never have a harvest if we are not sowing the gospel day in and day out through biblical evangelism, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and to God alone the glory. Uh, so we need to be doing the dirty work uh, of sowing. And one time I, I actually did do a harvest of grapes, and it was an eye-opening experience for me. Back when we were planting a church in the city of Udenay, many, many years ago, there was a guy who was a farmer, a real one, and he uh, he would do vines, because here in Italy, grapes for wine is the big thing. Um, anyway, it was a white wine, so there were green grapes, and we're harvesting, and I, we offered to help this one day, me and uh, Tom, who's now with the Lord. And uh, here we are. I thought this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. And uh, let's go do a harvest, man. It's all about harvest. We're all about harvest. As Christians and missionaries, we want harvest, harvest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get there, and what do we do? We spend an entire day with a pair of clippers in one hand and then gathering all the grapes you cut, bunches of grapes, throwing them into a bucket, carrying buckets full of grapes over to a tractor, dumping them in the front, whatever part of the tractor, and then that would dump it into a big trailer kind of thing. And all day long, that's all we did. And by the end of the day, my hands hurt so bad, my legs, everything. It was really, really hard work. But my eyes were open in that experience, and I realized, you know what? Whether we're harvesting or whether we're sowing, the truth is it's all hard work. None of it is a walk in the park. None of it is sitting at the beach, reclining, drinking a lemonade. Uh, none of it is pleasurable. It's all hard work, whatever you're doing. Uh, the important thing is, uh, why are we doing it? And we got to remember we're doing it because, number one, we were redeemed. Jesus did it to us. He came to us. He, he labored among us by preaching the gospel. He gave his life, poured out his blood to save us. And then his spirit has come, regenerated, made us new. And this is our life calling to be involved in his work, to serve other people and bring God glory and preach the gospel and all we do. And uh, and ultimately, uh, yeah, we're, we're sowing. That's a, that's a big part of it. We're, we're harvesting. That's a big part of it. It's all labor, but it's all unto God that we do it all for his glory and we can enjoy ourselves even in the sowing we can enjoy ourselves even in the harvesting but it is hard work and we can't forget that it does require sacrifice blood sweat and tears uh we're called to carry our cross that's the reality of what it means to be a christian and as paul would say otherwise uh, or in other times to timothy uh he even gave the soldier analogies you know, so bear suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We're we're called to embrace that cross, to carry, to fight the good fight. And and as we contemplated uh, this idea recently, and I took a couple photos and threw them in this update, showing you some of the plants and things we're growing. It was a good reminder for me as well. As you can tell, I'm a bit passionate about this subject because uh, I'm out there day after day laboring, evangelizing, and sometimes you see absolutely nothing happening. You think, what in the world is going on? Why does nobody have any? interest in the things of God at all. How could an entire nation become totally indifferent? And then you remind them, well, we're in a process, and it is a labor. It does require sacrifice. We need to keep on sowing, keep on watering, keep on shining light on the truth of the gospel with our good deeds, and waiting on the Lord. He does cause growth, and there are people here that He is saving, and He's at work in their lives, and the Holy Spirit is regenerating from time to time, we see people get saved, and next thing you know, church bodies do actually take form, and, and elders are actually trained and equipped. It is a reality, and so thank you guys for being a part of it, and uh, be encouraged yourselves. Uh, you're part of that harvesting process also in some fashion, because if I'm here sowing the seed, for example, I have no seeds to sow unless people pray and give money to enable me to be here and sow the gospel seed. Uh, so we'll stop there for today. I don't want to go too long uh, and just end up rambling on. 
couple prayer points and then we'll close out. Uh, ways to join us in prayer. Pray for us in this regard. Uh, since we are in a big process uh, and it is labor intensive, pray for us to be patient. Uh, pray for us to be fully trusting in God the Holy Spirit to save according to the will of God. And pray for us to be zealous uh, and, and diligent in our labor. And uh, the zealous part is important also because we are tempted here as missionaries in Italy to uh, a group of people that is indifferent. If you talk about the gospel, ah, that's, that's great. Yeah, no thanks. No. They're just totally indifferent. We can become indifferent also and not really care and weep about the condition of their souls and that they're all going to hell and they need to be saved and they need to hear the gospel. Pray that we stay zealous and, and not fall victim to that become indifferent type spirit that they are bound by. Uh, so pray for us in that regard. Pray for open doors to evangelize. Uh, we're evangelizing, but sometimes you need a, a special open door to really get in to a group of people or a pocket of people and, and get the gospel laid out very clearly to them specifically. Uh, so pray for those open doors on a regular basis for us and that the Lord grant us more souls uh, this summer through our distributions and uh, ministry downtown and even at the park. Uh, new long-term missionaries, please keep praying uh, this for us as well. Uh, we need more laborers. Jesus commanded us, pray for more laborers to be sent into the harvest. We're looking for that administrator still who can help uh, oversee a lot of administrative tasks here on the mission field in Italy. Uh, with us at PMC, and we're looking for an ESL instructor and uh, director. Uh, to we want to start setting up English as a second language classes, a free outreach uh, to offer to the to the community here, to the people, and be able to serve them and 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 show them the gospel, and then also preach them the gospel. We're we're praying to see some evangelists come, just get involved full time in evangelism, and church planners. Uh, so pray for those new missionaries. I forgot to send some, even to us, uh, even to this place here in Italy, that will fight the good fight care and love these Italian people that need to hear the gospel. Pray for a small group to take form in Mestre. We have a number of contacts now that we're engaging one-on-one -on -one or uh, individual families at a time. And at a certain point, we want to get them together and see a group form. We want to see a few more get saved and then a group form. Pray for that to happen here for Mestre. And then also financial provisions. Please pray for that also if you could. Uh, we have enough to get by for the moment, but we always need more. Taxes are high. Things are unbelievably expensive here in Italy. And uh, we're limited on how much outreach we can do. Uh, if we have more finances, we can afford to rent a location where we can host English classes, uh, where we can host public Bible studies and things of that nature and other outreaches. Uh, so we're praying for that. Uh, and then also the provisions to provide all of our paper for uh, tracks and inks and booklets, all that kind of stuff. Uh, pray for always for us for provision throughout the summer as well. Uh, nothing else to say today, guys. Uh, well, there's the same uh, blog posts are always available at practicalmissions.org. Uh, the podcast updates, uh, you see them wherever you're listening to this podcast. Other ways to get involved, we are praying also for a vision trip. We want to see a couple more vision trips perhaps this summer or fall. Internships, short-term, church planning, two- to four-year terms, English as a second language, videographer, and other things like these. These are ways that you can be involved here uh, to serve the Lord's Church in Italy as well. Uh, role of administrator, I already mentioned um, a picture of me and my wife and Cornelius sharing a gelato downtown. Good time of the year to get gelato, real Italian gelato. And uh, So thank you guys uh, for being a part of this ministry. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing here. And uh, we also shared a closing verse and a picture of some figs that we actually harvested last summer, delicious uh, Italian figs, and a Bible verse from John 4.35. I'll close today with this. Do you not say there are yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white 
for harvest. And we're believing there's a harvest to be found also here in Italy. Thanks for listening today, guys. God bless you. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.